Fallen! You gotta stop looking back. When you get looking back, is a stiff neck. Listen, there's only one flavor to a margarita, and it ain't strawberry. You know, find social groups, hang out with like-minded people. We're gonna talk about whatever the fuck we wanna talk about. How's that? Have you ever had a corned beef taco with mustard? All right, all right. Everybody take a knee, drink some water. I know you all want to get the fuck out of here, so let's get this show started. Welcome back, everybody. How's it going? How are you doing, Abe? You know, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little pissed off today. I don't even, I, I don't, just seriously. That's so, not a surprise, but what's going on? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So That's how we start most conversations. Yeah, so I'm minding my own fucking business, right? I'm just bumping around campus today at school. And, you know, it's hot here in Arizona. I don't know where you're at, the rest of the country. But over here, it's 90 degrees every day. We're full-blown. It's hot now. So I'm wearing a T-shirt. And when I wear T-shirts, you can see all of my tattoos. I have quite a bit of tattoos. And so I'm sitting here at the campus just waiting on my math class, minding my own goddamn business. And this person comes up to me and, and is like, oh, hey, I like your tattoos. You know, so I'm like, thanks. You know, I appreciate it. And then it just went south from there. Next thing you know, like, hey, did that hurt? I was like, yeah, it hurt. Well, what's the worst place to get one? Uh, I don't know, your body? You know, it's like, let me just clear this up. For those of you that don't know, they all hurt, okay? Now, everybody's different. Some people think the ribs hurt a little bit more, the back or top of your foot. Personally, I think the inside of the arm is just death. But I heard the taint well, is one of the most painful places. I, I could I could see that. I could see that. But then again, not really much room to work with. So I don't know why you're trying to get that inked. I might like it. But, you know, it's it's more than that, Mario. It's more than that. <laughs> oh, did it hurt? How many do you have? You know, that's okay, right? That's okay. But to me, that's the same, like, you're going down that same road if you're asking, like, you know, a soldier, like, hey, you were in war? Like, yeah. Did you shoot anybody? Like, yeah. Hello. Did you kill anyone, bro? You know, that's not a, that's not a good question. It's a stupid question, just as stupid as, hey, did your tattoo hurt? But the, but what really gets me, what really gets me, is when they start going down that road. Oh, well, um, yeah, I was going to get, like, this cool butterfly, like, on the back, you know? And it was going to, like, be a butterfly transforming from a caterpillar uh, yeah. with, like, the sun behind it and in the constellation of a ride. changing Because right? it's like, I'm a transition, you know, and I'm kind of a warrior, but, like, kind of lost, you know, kind of a lover. <laughs> You know, and then, like, in the end, I was going to put some little cherry blossoms because my nana had, like, the best cherry blossom tree, right? So it was going to be, like, this total representation of, like, shut the fuck up, okay? Shut the fuck up, all right? No one wants to hear that shit. And if you were serious about it, you'd have done it by now. You'd have Nana's name. You'd have her picture. Maybe, hell, maybe you and Nana were super close and you got a tramp stamp of Nana up on your ass. <laughs> maybe like, Nana had a tramp stamp. But the thing stamp. is, it's like, you're full of shit, you're not you're 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 not gonna get one. You were never gonna get one and you watch too many Ink Master shows and you're running around like <laughs> thinking your tattoos have to be all fucking crazy. I'll tell you what, I've got guns, knives and chicks, right? That's pretty fucking solid right there. Pretty self explanatory. So let me ask you this then. Obviously asking you if it hurt is annoying. Um Yeah, but I'll when, spot you that. I'll spot you that. When right? people ask you what they mean, does that annoy you? Well, you know, it depends. Like if you if you see like I have scripture on my arm and you yeah. ask me like what's that scripture for and I you know I may tell you like if I like you you know I know you a little yeah. bit I know you come from a good place, but if you're that same fucking piece of shit that just told me about the transcendental movement on your ass and the caterpillar <laughs> to the butterfly, and then the Van Gogh on the other side of your cheeks like no I shut get the fuck away from me like I'm old school I like old school Americana so I got I got some army tattoos of course I got some pinup girls I've got Murica you know guns knives and the whole thing right. But that's me. That's who I am. And, and that's fine. And I don't expect anybody to condone it or even appreciate it. But you know what? Don't take my self-expression. Don't take it too hard. Don't read too much into it. You and know what's funny? Definitely don't think it. me having tattoos is an excuse for you explain your bullshit religion to me. Because I don't want to hear it. This is the most we've talked about your tattoos. I don't think we've ever really talked about your tattoos. And well, I'm saying just me and you personally. Well, you so, know, I've got a lot. I don't have any. Uh, I think we talked about this earlier, but um, I'm an artist. So the first tattoo that I would ever get, I would regret it. 
um, because I would be wanting to change the color, I'd be wanting to change the size, plus if I got one on my left chest, I'd have to get it on the right side as well to even it out. I don't want to be unbalanced, you know, shit like that. Yeah. So anyways, I just know that I regret it. I had one idea for a tattoo one time, and it was the, um, um, what's the truck, uh, keep on trucking. Yeah. You know, I think it was popular in the 70s, Yeah, with the little 80s. dude with the thumb out and the leg well, kicked I up. wanted it to be a big uh, monster truck driving over these rock, uh, the words in, in a rock formation that said keep on trucking in the big old monster truck. And so I that would that be it. similar to the truck that you crossed the desert and the river from Juarez to get into El Paso? Like uh, that kind of shit? Are you trying to commemorate your migration to this great nation? Or? It had no meaning no, Other see, than that, see how annoying that was. It was fucking was? hilarious. See how annoying yeah. that was. No, yeah. it was just because I thought it was funny. Yeah, uh, and, and that was okay. the only thing that ever came to mind, and I never did it. So I'm you know, the only the only tattoo that has real meaning on my body is the portrait of my son as a baby. Right? It was a it was a huge moment in my life, my firstborn, and so I, I did that. But the rest of them are exactly, hey man, this looks cool. Yeah. Or I dig chicks and guns, so boom, right? It's artwork, man, and that's what I like about them. I couldn't do it on me, but I dig tattoos, especially when they're good. I cringe when I see shitty ones, but I would never tell anyone that because no. I just uh, I feel bad that they have that on their Well, body I'll tell you, personally, I have a couple that are kind of sketchy that I would say <laughs> less than quality. But you know what? Prison tattoos? No, no, no. Well, they, well, uh, they, uh, they have a certain charm about them, though. And then when you get good ones... Right. And then you get great artists that do your artwork. You know what? I still like the shitty ones. But it's not the only one on you, so it doesn't no. stand out. So right? exactly. If I had one and it was crappy, it'd be like, then yeah. it's uh, covered yeah. up with other shit. We're going to get this fixed, you know? Oh, man. So what else have you been up to, man, so, besides oh, 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 uh, yelling more at college kids? One more thing. Speaking <laughs> of college kids. So this blew my mind today. I'm minding my own business. I'm leaving class, headed to the parking lot, and this 17-year-old kid comes up to me and goes, you're in my math class. And I go, yeah. Um, well, I just want to tell you something. Is that okay? And I'm like, okay. Um, you really look like the Hulk. And I'm like, what? I'm like, which Hulk? You are looking a little green And today. she's like, you know, the Ruffalo guy. And I was like... Oh, Mark. Yeah, like Mark Whatever. fucking Ruffalo, right? Yeah. So I didn't know she was fucking with me. Like, am I this big angry monster? Because I'm always giving everybody dirty looks in class and calling them fucking idiots. You know? Or do I actually look like Mark Ruffalo? In which case, I'm still kind of torn because he's a complete piece of shit and he's so anti-gun you know and what? everything. Just, Why don't we let the audience decide? You know what? That's what we'll do. Let's Tomorrow we'll post put a picture, my picture of you and him. And, just compare us the two and, and, and we'll take a poll. And you guys vote on that. You tell us if he actually looks like this dude. I'll, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you do that and depending on how it goes, I may or may not get a tattoo. Based on the Hulk and Mark Ruffalo. Shut your face. I will. If, 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 depending on the results. We'll see what happens. I can't make any promises. What's the, what, what's the result? If the, if the answer's uh, yes. By so like, if, if we get an overwhelming yes, and please, I'm trusting you to be yeah. you know objective. I will get a picture of Mark Ruffalo transitioning into the Hulk. So like a crossbreed Hulk <laughs> Ruffalo, right? All right. How about this? If but we got to get over a, a hundred uh, people... Actually saying it because that's not enough people. I know, to go you know, off no, no, no. So I, least... I want five hundred. Five hundred people say I look like Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> so then they got to share it. You guys, if you want him to take, share it with your friends, <laughs> randoms. I don't care. Get it out there. You give me five hundred people say I look like the Hulk, Mark Ruffalo right. Hulk. I will get that Hulk tattooed. Okay, and I'll put something clever on it. Right. Well, there we go. Now, if I win. If I win and everybody says, no, Abe, you don't look like Mark Ruffalo. So you don't think you look like No, him. I don't think I look a damn thing like okay. the dude. You know who I am? I'm Babe Ruth. I, I'm you do all, all bullshit look like aside, like I'm his third generation grandson or something, or I'm him reincarnated no, without, that one you would... without baseball talent. Yeah. See, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't mind that. But this, these kids, man, I tell you what, they're always fucking with my head, man. Every time I go to this class, they say stupid shit, and I end up leaving like, am I dumber now? For like for two being seconds, there? you thought you were all buff, huh? And then I just had to realize, like, is this a metaphor? He's talking about the small dude. Is it, you know, do I look like this idiot Mark Ruffalo or I'm the Hulk? I'm violent and this big green monster because, you know, like, I don't know, man. Anyway, what the fuck's up with you, dude? Why is your voice all weird? Oh, man, I am not doing too well. Why are you, why do you look sick? You went from Mexican to, like, Italian. Your skin tone is six shades lighter. Like, what the fuck is going on with you? But you know what? Um, We had to get this podcast done. Uh, It's been a busy weekend. Obviously, it was Easter, so happy Easter to everybody. But that doesn't explain why your skin changed. 
Are you sick or what? Yeah, I'm sick, man. I'm telling you, I'm feeling a little down, but we have to get this. I don't like this, this man. podcast. Just don't get too close to me. Uh, don't touch my mic or the computer or any of this sort of stuff. Yeah, you better sanitize that shit. I can't even. I can't even pronounce my words. You I'm need so some talking. medicine. You got any fucking medicine? Oh, so like, listen. The only reason why I'm even awake right now might not seem like it, but the only reason I was able to drive and oh. be awake is. Uh, Yes, oh, and by that you yeah. mean uh, yeah. some smelling salts. Oh, I thought you meant yayo. My I, bad. My bad. I uh, actually found some smelling salts in my old CLS. <laughs> no, back. you didn't. No, you didn't. Yes, I did from uh, my tour in 2005 to Iraq. I have my CLS bag, and I uh, was cleaning out the hey, garage. Yo, if there's any medics out there, write into the show and let us know if that shit has a shelf life. I don't know. You know what? I'll put. A, I'll post a picture up there, and you guys tell me. But um, yeah, smelling salt, um, and. Um, that's why I'm awake. <laughs> I uh, might crash here in about so, 10 minutes, but so I'm awake for this what show. Do you, hey, so did you get sick? It works. Did you get sick high, high knees eggs, or do you think it was our, our trip we took this week to Fort Wichita? Listen, man, it, it was a long week. It was a long weekend. I had a lot of stuff. It was Easter, just stuff with the kids. Went to a stupid horse show. Um, a horse show? First of all, it's not what you think, because that's the exact same thought I had the last time I was... <laughs> I went to one of these. It was actually involving a donkey. It was in Wattis, 98. Oh, Wattis. <laughs> no, so, no. It's the new show in Scottsdale, the Odyssey oh, Cavalleria. Cavalleria oh, you some, that's some high-class shit Anyways, right there. Um, did they let you in, or did they think you were like one of the hands? Of, they mm-hmm. thought you were there to pick up manure. The only reason they let me in is because I bought my nice little shirt really? from uh, that I bought in Tombstone. So why were you in Tombstone? So what happened? Why were we there? We were in Tombstone and Sierra Vista and Fort Huachuca last week. Uh, actually doing a um, helping out on a, um, a hiring event for veterans so uh, Abe as you all know uh, does a lot of stuff with uh, veterans and employment um, so do I but we were teaching other classes on the way down there we stopped in Safford and you know that whole region we traveled about 540 miles this week. just weekend. a couple of days yeah. uh, got to hang out went to Tombstone got to eat some good food hey, and, uh, drink some if food. anybody from Fort Huachuca is listening right now thank you so much you guys were a great host I got to talk to a lot of great soldiers you know, spread the words to your friends about some of our programs. And you know what? Thank you to all the different agencies that were there. And you know what? We don't have the, the final count yet of, of the result of how many people out hired, I know. But um, there were some good numbers uh, before the end of the, the whole event already. So we're hoping, obviously, to add you know, to that. So and that was great. Happening. That was great, right? But that's not, what, that's not the best part of the trip. On the way back, we decided to stop to Tombstone. Mario tried to get in a gunfight at the OK Corral, but he was unsuccessful. Because I um, lunch was more important, so we ate some food. But yeah, shout out to the Longhorn. Thank you for our meal. Our steaks were great. Yes, they were. Um, what did I have? You had a steak. Oh no! I so had this steak. cheap, this cheap, <laughs> this cheap bastard bought a steak sandwich because he didn't want to buy a steak. But this, but I only ate the steak. Yeah, no bun, no nothing. He's like, this was the cheapest steak on the menu. It was good though. Hey, mind you, we get a mind you, we have a per diem from our job to travel. This dude's. Hey, but you know it's all about the cause, man. He's trying to save the company money. So, anyways. Um, Right, so what happened after? Oh, yeah, so then we were walking around, and we saw a store, and we, we, we were what, both attracted hey, to... What kind of store was it, Mario? I don't, I don't even know. It I was a care. vintage Old West yeah, clothing store. Whatever. It, was, it had a cool shirt in the And front. it was right next door to the Crystal Palace. We didn't get what we were looking for. We saw this really cool shirt with skulls on it. It was all black and had red skulls and roses. Yeah, some Dia de los Muertos stuff. Imagine that. But when the we went in there... The one Mexican shirt in a place, and, and they we, don't have triple X for you. They didn't have triple X for me, and they didn't have uh, women's for you, so it was it was shitty. <laughs> what? Oh, oh, I got a bug on me. There you go. Yeah, that, um, we're we're live. Yeah, thank yeah, you. We're live from outside in um, up north. We're we're coming at you live from McCann's Ale House and Pub Place. So, I ended up finding another shirt, which was um, just as cool. I think it was red. First with, of like, all, gold trimming. He's already lying. I found a shirt. Did you find it? I you did. did find it. I You're said. Right. This is you, player. You found it, and you did. You, you looked at me, and you said, "But I think the only reason you thought it would be good for me is because it was a, a large or two X, whatever." Uh, you didn't care about the look. I fell in love with the look. You just actually, you're a liar. I looked at it, and this was like if we made El Mariachi Part Two, and no, not you know, 
Robert Rodriguez. If just me and Mario were <laughs> fucking around and made the movie, this you're the main character. Here you go. Well, I appreciate it because it fit wonderful and it looks even more amazing. So, uh, but that's of course not I the amazing it. part. The amazing part is what happened afterward. So I wore it. I wore it out of the store. I wore it out of the store and everywhere we went. Didn't and wash then, it. Didn't do shit. No undershirt. Nothing. Nothing. Just straight up. And then we ended up on the way out. As we picked up some... Well, before we picked up some, there was one more incident. Oh, yeah, what? The little girl that came up to you with her mom and asked if you were Vincente Fernandez, and you said yes, <laughs> signed the little girl's forehead. Yeah, of course. What else would you do, right? Yeah, took a picture. It was great. It was he, awesome. He was Mexican royal. <laughs> I told him, Señor, necesito si. Señor. Vamos, vamos a, Señor. <laughs> yeah, Ava escorted me out as if he was and like as we were, as we were, you know rushing to leave the AO there and avoid the paparazzi with our newfound Mexican celebrity, we uh, actually found a new sponsor. Yeah. 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 Why don't you tell us about him? Where do you want to save him? From the town, Tombstone, which is the town too tough to die, we found Tombstone Brewing Company. And we were able to uh, negotiate a very, very lucrative deal. (laughs) Managed to work out some private stock options, as they say. In this case, a couple of (laughs) barrels of the good stuff. So uh, their two flagship brewery uh, beers are the Scotch Strong Ale, which is uh, pulling down the Richter at 11.9%. Ooh, that's my little baby right and there. And if that's a little too much, then you try the Brewmaster Reserve Triple Oak Age Ale. That one's about 98 That's That's mine because I don't need to wake up in, a, in the gutter tomorrow. You know, yeah. again. I'm going to be wearing my shirt when I drink that beer right there. So if so. you get a chance, look at it. They're uh, all throughout the state. They're one of our new sponsors. Um, actually my favorite now I mean, I mean i'd love me some sushi sonora but what are you gonna drink while you're eating your, your uh sushi mex you gotta get this tombstone there you go. and of course that leads us to our other sponsors you know mechanical llc still here still waiting for that phone to ring <laughs> i wanted to tell about our other our other one mario and we got year-round patriot as always uh if you want to decorate your man cave with some awesome wooden plaques uh, or Americana style uh, decorations, uh, hit us up on Facebook. That's Year Round Patriot. Like I always say, I don't have a website because I don't want to work that hard. And uh, just to mention a little extra piece is uh, obviously uh, I own Year Round Patriot and I create a lot of uh, wooden plaques. I'm doing something different now. I'm also a big horror movie fan. So I had some people. Um, uh, asking about some of the stuff that I was doing on the side, and I was actually creating a vampire killing kit. I know it's going to sound weird and funny and whatever, hey, but man. it's really cool. Werewolves, dude. zombies. You need to be prepared, man. Vampires. So, this guy's got you covered. You want uh, you want some stakes to drive right into that vampire's chest? I got them for you, man. I decorated them all nice and cool. Um, anyways, say, check the, us out on, the, on Facebook, and you'll see the pictures there. The vampire kid is awesome. I mean, I, I thought that Van Helsing left you that, you know? You know what's funny is I saw that on uh, online one day, and I said, just like most veterans, you know what? I could do a better job than that for a lot cheaper, too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, that's how it starts. Hey, man, hold my beer. So that's how it was, man. So anyways, go check it out on Year Round Patriot. I'm calling that collection uh dark warrior collection i like so, that i uh, like that hey speaking of warriors yeah um like we said in the beginning this show is uh this show is all about you know serving the community addressing issues doing so from positive places uh making things lighthearted and, and informative right but we also said that guess what me and mario we do a lot of stuff and there's all kinds of things you, you can never tell where we're going to be coming from so you said Warrior, and it reminded me, we forgot to talk about our new novella. Oh, no. Well, that is... Um, Why don't you tell the audience, what a, what's a novella, Mario? It, it's A novella is a... I guess you could say it's a, it's a Mexican storytelling... Uh, no, it's a fucking Mexican movie. soap opera. It's a Mexican soap opera. There you there go. You. Trying to be all fancy here. It's right? like it's a, the young and the restless, but with hot chicks that speak Spanish. With hot chicks and uh, and and dramatic actors, overly dramatic. Yes, if, if the, I do say so. Um, but the it, the the storylines are pretty epic. Uh, they're pretty much the same thing. They just uh, you know pick a place, a location, a time, and then they just input the same old storyline from before. And there you go. So there's always a dude who's fighting for a girl. There's a good guy. There's a bad guy and stuff like that. But now 
we've got into the novella business too. Yes. So all inspired it, by this red shirt that A found for me. In true veteran fashion, we said, <laughs> "Hey man, I can do that for I less can do money." Better too. So we have. So I know you guys have been uh, looking uh, at our Facebook page and, and, and wondering who this uh, Valentino de la Rosa is, and you've seen the pictures of him and the horse, and the, then you've seen uh, the his, picture of Cabezón. Yes, his arch nemesis. His arch nemesis. So that is what is happening. The name of this novella. Hey, get it together because you got to say this shit. I, I, don't, I, I don't say it like you do. Do All right, it. So the name of this novella, hold on, is Perros y Guerreros. Yeah, starring Seamus Makan. <laughs> Dogs yeah. and Warriors. That's the translation. You heard that, is. right? I'm the Irishman. My mother's from Magdalena. My father's from County Cork. And I'm the guy who runs a local pub. He is, and if you're wondering what he is doing down in wherever this takes place, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because... I, like many of my Mexican brothers, were here to fight the revolution. <laughs> Which revolution, you might ask? We don't know. We it don't was care. the revolution. It was the revolution, all right? And we fought for freedom and our brothers, and that's all that mattered. Listen, if you guys want to know more about this novella, then you guys have to stay tuned on Facebook... And uh, watch out because we're going to be posting this stuff uh, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, why fact, don't you give us a little a, clip? Yeah, I have a little clip right here. I'm going to start so you guys can listen to this. This is uh, from episode one. This it's is called Cabezon. Huevos con Huevos. If I catch you on my plantation again, I'm going to cut off your huevos and feed them to your children. <laughs> so be sure and turn it and find out. The reason behind that statement and how it all turns out. Why did Cabezón say that? I don't That's know. so horrible. Whose children will be eat, eating huevos con huevos? I don't know. I didn't know Valentino had children. I didn't either. So, and what role does Sheba's play in all of that? Uh, besides the bartender? I don't know. He's a I think he has a bigger he, role than you He's think. a complex character. He is. You know, if, if I'm doing the interview myself, I'll say, you know, he's not just a bartender. He's got a lot <laughs> going on. Some people would compare him to Christ. <laughs> I am excited for this novella. So, anyways, yeah, check it out, yeah, man. You know We're going to be posting more stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Perros y Guerreros. Hey, you know what, Mario? <laughs> we actually got a podcast to do today. We do, man. We have some good information. You know what? Actually, uh, just to kind of lead you guys into this, is last week um, we talked about uh, entrepreneurship and veterans starting their own businesses, things like that. We actually ran into a lot of the people um, that work in this field last week, and, and some of the people we mentioned from uh, SBA um, in, at the hiring event that we were down in southern Arizona. And so um, it just kind of reminded us that, you know what, people really like this, uh, this topic. Not only that, seeing it in person, but also all the responses we got, uh, including our own family members, other uh, veteran buddies that were just really enjoying that topic of entrepreneurship. Some specifically asked for Abe to talk more, go more in depth about the op order, right? Or turning it into a business plan, things like that. So today he's gonna talk to you. Yeah, so- A little bit more about that. You know, I I ran into a couple people that uh, really identified with the op order especially. Um, Of course, one was an officer. Which, yeah, okay, you've written a million of those, I get you. But you know what, I was very surprised because down at Fort Huachuca spoke to a couple of NCOs, senior NCOs, and they, and they wanted to know a little more about it. And uh, my intention at the time was, you know, just kind of bring it up because we're having a conversation. But per your guys' request, we're going to go a little bit deeper into it, okay? So what I did was I have a, a copy of a, a five-paragraph op order in front of me. And then I went to the Small Business Administration, and I logged on to their website, and they actually have a blank business plan where all you have to do is fill it out. So it's you download the document, you fill in the blanks, and boom. So by the time you're done, you should have at very least a very basic op order, enough to get you started for strategic planning, and in some cases, maybe even to start seeking that first round of funding for your business, right? right. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go over the op order, right? And then I'm gonna relate it back to the business plan, right? So the first part of the five paragraph op order is the situation. There's two subcategories, enemy forces and friendly forces. Now in this situation, we address things like the capability capabilities of the enemy. We uh, 
we go ahead and we examine things like the, the weather, the terrain, what the probable course of action would be by the enemy forces. And then we examine the friendly forces, right? What is the mission of the next higher unit? What is the mission of the adjacent units? What is the mission of the location of support and things like that? So when we look into that, that directly relates to chapter one in the business plan, executive summary, paragraph two, business history, background objectives, three, the business environment, right? So you take those first three parts of that business plan and you can directly write them. So we're talking about executive summary, right? What, what does that actually mean? So that is gonna tie us directly into things like describing the fundamental elements of your business, right? What business are you in? Why are you in it? What do you hope to accomplish, right? So already we're talking about probable course of action, right? We're talking about the mission of our unit. So your unit is the main element, let's say. Your business is the main element. So what would be the mission of the next higher unit? Do you have a next higher unit in your business? Is there someone that you're going to contract with that's gonna take care of the majority of your business, i.e. a supplier, uh, an inventory, a manufacturer, something like that, right? And then you wanna talk about your adjacent units. Are those the marketing firms that you're working with? Is that the HR company that you're working with is gonna help you hire and recruit people, right? And then the location of support. Where is your business going to be located? Who are, are the people and the agencies that are gonna be helping you and where are they located? So we're already, we're getting into this, right? We're getting right into that. And then we're gonna transition into the history, background and objectives, right? Let's get back to that whole mission of friendly forces and things like that. What is our mission? What are we trying to do? And how are we gonna develop what our, our objectives are? And then, you know, tying into that, thing you, you you gotta look at paragraph two of your your op order right mission who what when where why what are your short-term goals i'm looking at the the business model the business plan here and it says right here list your short-term goals 12 months and long term and then we're going to look at things like describe your company's major successes or achievements to date including obstacles that your company has overcome right so in your second paragraph it tells you on your op order who, what, when, where, why. So you will describe all those very things, who you are, what you hope to accomplish, when you hope to accomplish, why. And when you're describing all that, you will discuss things like, okay, this is some of the things that we had to, to overcome, right? So if we keep going along, following the business model, the next number five bullet point on here is describe how the company was initially capitalized and how it's been funded since its founding, right? So then that's gonna lead us into paragraph three of our op order, execution, the concept of operations, the scheme of maneuver. What is the scheme of maneuver? That is describe how the company was initially capitalized, how it's been funded and how it operates, right? We're also gonna to touch base in this scheme of maneuver, right? Describe any important changes in the structure, ownership management of key personnel which have taken place in the past year. That's from the business plan and I'm relating it back, boom, concept of operations. If you look at execution, Letter A, concept of ops. You have scheme of maneuver. You have the formation, right? Formation of our company or the formation of our element. How is our element constructed? How is our company constructed? And then you have route. So in a normal mission, what route are we gonna to take to the objective, right? Well, we're gonna go MSR, Tampa, wherever, right? But your route in the business plan is how are we gonna to get to market? How are we gonna hit our target audience? How are we gonna get to the people that we wanna work with? So real quick, um on that piece, would you say that is the marketing plan, the route that you're so going to take? Is not, that o not only is it marketing, because yeah, obviously you got to target it, right? right? You got to target it, but then it's also an operational question as well. How are we going to get product X to the customer? Are we going to build it in-house? Right. Are we going to sub it out? Are we going, what are, what are our shipping, what is our logistics like? Are, depending on where you sell, if I'm selling a good, an actual physical commodity, how do I get that to my customer, right? If we're doing something like consulting or leadership training, you know, a lot of veterans get into consulting. This is a, I, myself personally can tell you about that. How do I get that service that I provide to the customer? And how do I show that value? That's all about route. So then we're gonna talk about our business environment, right? This is section three of the business plan on the Small Business Association website, right? And I'm looking at my op order, right? So 
we've already discussed right in the first paragraph of the outboard we talk about things like weather terrain that's the business environment what type of business environment are we dealing with is this an internet-based business is this a face-to-face is this sales is this construction you know whatever it is what is the market we're dealing with what are our challenges in that so instead of having weather or terrain being obstacles some things we may look to address as uh, other players in this business space um, what are the what are Target the actual audience right well not only that but what about the governments that operate in our business space tax liabilities operational costs different ordinances things like that that we need to address so you know obviously like here's a great example I like guns you like guns I'm gonna start building guns in my garage and I'm gonna build ammo and all this other crazy crap right but before I can do that I gotta assess the weather and the terrain right I got to find out if the government, the zoning, if I can do that. Okay, what other laws do I need to comply with to do things like that? And, you know, granted, building guns, kind of extreme. But here's another very mild example. Let's just say I want to start a landscaping business or a construction company, right? A small contracting business. This is something that people don't even realize. Can I park my work truck in front of my house? Is my HOA going to find me, you know... Are they going to get mad if I put a couple pallets of tile in my driveway while I wait for a job to start? You know, these are things that you have to, like, start learning. City ordinances, things like that. Most places won't. Same thing with, like, a food truck. Right. Like, well, yeah. Truck, so, you know, you know like why that. don't you so take a second there, right? Let's talk about the food truck for a second. Because you and I were talking the other day because you had to go to a, a, a government meeting to talk about licensing changes. Just right. tell, tell us about that for a second. So, for example... Um, just to kind of go off of that, what you were saying is uh, for food trucks, um, same thing. You have to look at the competition, uh, where the best places are to go. Uh, is it worth paying for a year license in this so county or in this city? tell us about that specifically. Tell us about the licensing. Like what you have to go through just so you can pull a truck up to a pre-designated location and serve food. So just the basics, you know, obviously the individuals need a food handler's card or at least the owner does, right? Uh, and then the other piece too is you need um, um, a license just to be able to cook or sell food in that specific county, right? And so uh, you also need to pass inspection from that county as well. So in, if you're not, let, let me pause so, you right there, player. So we're in a major metropolitan area, and you have to deal in your business right now with what three counties at the most. Um, because you have Maricopa, right. Pima, and Pinal, depending on how far you go, on how right? how far you go, right. But if you're in Texas, I mean, there's a county on every corner. Yeah, right? right. So, and I don't know what Texas laws are. They might be different. Uh, but here in Arizona, right now, it's by county. And so if I were to uh, want to sell something in Maricopa, um, it's going to be a lot more expensive, almost $1,000 to have a full license where I can cook and sell something in that in, in Maricopa. Now, if I were to go to Pinal County, which is where we actually do most of the work at uh, work um, um, out of because we have a good relationship with their uh, parks and recreation, people like that, there, uh, the whole license is, so is less than even what half you're saying is the, 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 one the weather and terrain in that county are way more amicable to your operation than, say, Maricopa or surrounding county or, or municipality. Yes. Not only is the actual license that much cheaper, um, you know, we could go three years and we would pay the same price as we would one year in Maricopa. So but the, the people, um, there's less food trucks there. The people know us already there. We AKA have a working partner. Less so enemy forces. Less enemy forces, right? So what's the other one? And then a partner. So who are our allies? You have you we, have adjacent units. We have we have the you know the uh, parks support, and recreation. You have support units. Um, they call us every single time there's an event. They want us to be one of the main you got supporters. That intel. And all got that, that intel. So we have the intel. So we have all of that stuff there. And so even though Pinal County is smaller, for us it's a way. Uh, it's, it's more successful every time we do events there. But, you know, leading up to it, yeah, you got to make sure you so look at again, all So, again, we address this. Paragraph 1, Section B, Friendly Forces. Mission, location of support. Mission of adjacent units. Mission for the next hire. So, you can see that by simply just translating combat environment into economic environment, we're addressing the same things. And you know what? I'll say this, too. 
a lot of this stuff we learned about, yes, we did the research. And so we knew it was more expensive in Maricopa than it was in Pinal County for the license. But until we actually started doing these events, we paid for both the first year, right? We're in going into our third year now, but we, um, we didn't actually see what we know now are the results until we actually worked those areas, until we actually did the marker, uh, farmer's markets and the, uh, the food truck Fridays and all that other stuff. Of course, the hype was there like, hey, you guys got to be part of this in Scottsdale. You guys got to go to this one in Mesa. It's the big one in Mesa. It's the big one in Gilbert, the East Valley area, Phoenix. You know, there's all these uh, great food truck events there. Uh, but between the cost of the license and, and the competition, it didn't work out, even though you think like Maricopa, that's the place to be. That's where that's a huge uh, county, right? Yeah. Like the third largest county in, in the U.S. And again, what are it we talking work. about? We're talking about the situation. Enemy weather, so we, enemy we, weather, terrain, things like that. But so don't be discouraged if, if you, even if you do the research and it ends up being that it's a little off or it's not exactly what you think, just keep going, right? And so eventually we just ended up doing Pinal County and it felt like it was going to be a loss because what it you felt did, like Mario, we were, in a sense, but was we changed. You did, and it an, worked. You did an economic recon, just like your Intel unit gave you Intel. Or your commander tasked you to do a route recon, to do some type of recon for the mission. And so I hope what you guys at home listening, wherever you are, are starting to see that you can take this five paragraph op order and you can compare it directly to the business plan that is on the Small Business Association website at www.sba.gov. All you got to look for is the business plan uh, thing they got there, right? But let me, let me, let me keep this going here. So we're going to keep moving. And that's a great example of the environment, so, right? Let me just add one more thing. We'll have to talk to Crystal, um, who's uh, my wife, obviously, and she's the owner of the Healthy Mason Jar. I'm literally the grunt. So if you want to even describe positions, she would be the he, commander. He cleans the grease traps. She's the commander. She's the one who does all the paperwork. She's the smart one. Um, she can really get into this. And I think we'll, we'll have her on here so she can go in more detail because right now what you're getting into with SBA and all that I think it's the beginning stage it's the motivational piece it's the get started get off the couch and get it's called uh, doing your homework yeah that's that's the first piece um, it's not easy but you it's, know why it's, Mario because no one's half the battle it is <laughs> just like G.I. Joe so anyways but yeah I just want to give her that credit that she's the one who knows this stuff and I literally am I pick up stuff and I put it down. Yeah, you know why? Actually, you know what it is? I think I know why she uh, wanted me to be part of this business is because she needed someone to help her with the generator. That's it. Probably. So. And you know what? Look, Keep an ear out for her because we'll have her on the show at some point. So we're going to keep going, right? So I'm going to read you things off of this business plan and tell me, if, you know, when you guys hear it, ask yourself, hey, have I heard this before, right? So, described any plan changes or additions to your present line of product services within the next year, right? Here's another one. Describe your present market. Give geographic location of your customers and types of customers you serve. What is the growth potential for your market? Identify major customers and include a brief description of explanation or an explanation of any special relationship between your company and its customers, aka subordinate elements. You have also adjacent elements, superior elements. These are all the things you're hearing in this op order. Things like service support, rations, uniforms, equipment, transport, medical, boom, boom, right? Location, location, location. Remember that, right? So we keep going. Your current market approach. Um, in paragraph three of my op order, we discuss concept of operations and what do we talk about? Route, there it is right there, right? Describe your pricing policy. That could be your scheme of maneuver. Describe your credit and collection policy, right? That could be your tactical missions that you assign to subordinate units, a.k.a. your um, your online billing company. How do you collect money for your services, right? And so then we're going to talk about competition, a.k.a. enemy forces. List those firms you have identified as primary competitors in your market, right? So paragraph one, enemy forces, capabilities, things like that. So the parallels are uncanny if you do not have a business plan but you know a five paragraph op order there is no no reason why you can't put together a quality proposal to try to seek maybe a first round of uh a funding or to seek a partner or to seek 
someone that in some way, shape, or form can help you launch your business. And you can do so in a manner that makes you sound credible, makes you sound like you know what you're doing, right? So we're going to go um, section eight now of the op of the business plan. See, I'm even getting them confused because they're so similar. So management and organization. So that would be paragraph five of your op order. Subset two, which talks about command and says command, chain of command and location of command. So you have to describe your management team. It tells you right here on the, on the business plan, describe your management team, list its strengths and weakness. Describe your plan to further develop your management team, right? Describe your management succession plan. Who will take over? Just like here, That's chain just, of command, right there. Me and Crystal, she's the commander. I'm just a grunt. You know, <laughs> hey, if, hey, if company commander gets whacked, one of the LTs is gonna have to step up, right? You know, or who's the XO? You somebody. Know what's funny right? is when we first started doing that, um, we've done it with a lot of other stuff. We're both veterans, so um, even just raising the kids, we kind of do it a little bit this way. She's a lot nicer than me, obviously, but learning. Um, to even drive the truck, it was a very different, or the trailer, right? Backing it up, things like that. I was a little bit better about that, and it was a, it was a, it was a, a hard uh, lesson. She wasn't as good, uh, and maybe I wasn't as patient as I should have been with her. But we, we, we tested it, and we tested it, and we tested it, and we drove, and I let her drive, and I let her back it up. Now she can do that on her own. She can do it. So what you're on saying own, is, like that. we train. You had to teach your wife how to back it up. Uh, that's what you're telling me right now. And you just let that out to the world. Uh, the tra- that's Mario Aguirre, or as they used to call him in the Army, Mario Outside the Wire Aguirre. <laughs> that's the Healthy Mason Jar. Visit us online or at our Facebook page uh, and Twitter. I can't believe you just told a story about your <laughs> wife backing it up. But hey, anything goes here. So, in our uh, well, op order, right? Paragraph dance. 4, service support, supply, rations, uniform, equipped, transpo, medical. Right? Section 9 of the business plan is an actual form that you can fill out that lists your business resources. List the major operating equipment that your company owns or leases. This it is following right along. And then the next paragraph says list suppliers, location, and payment terms. Here's subordinate forces all over again. And then we're gonna talk about quality control. Yeah, we don't really have any quality control in the op order, but you can understand how this is leading to that, right? So let's talk about marketing. Because we haven't brought it up yet. Okay. Paragraph five, command and signal, <clears throat> subsection one. There's your marketing. Signal, frequency, what is your challenge and password? And then it even says pyro, etc. So my thoughts are, um, yeah, every successful business needs some pyro, right? <laughs> the pyro to me just screams marketing. Like, how are you going to do that? How are you going to get your message out? Frequency, what's your platform? We're going to do internet, radio, TV. Um, your challenge and password. When you say pyro, all I think about is fire. And we talked about this. Yeah, last me too. Time. I'm a sapper, bro. I'm, I'm talking about like boom, boom. The Blow engineers are here. Blow it up. You know, or 21 gun salute. Get the big howitzer out and let everybody know, man, we're blowing <laughs> away prices, right? But so let's talk about that a little bit as it kind of relates to you and you guys. What is your primary marketing resource? How did you determine that? Trial and error, man. Trial and error. Recon, we, we, recon by fire. We we did uh, we did some research. Um, uh, honestly, here's the biggest piece that we learned. Um, the food truck's called uh, Healthy Mason Jar, and um, when we did the research online, when we talked to the people and and, and um, went around um, seeing what people were enjoying, what they thought of the product, you got a lot of thumbs up. A lot of people saying this is great, even online in person. When you actually did it, you find out that people go to food trucks not to eat healthy food, but to eat shitty food. As long as it tastes okay. It doesn't even have to taste great. It just has to be okay. So uh, we ended up kind of changing uh, a little bit. So we have now, we have offer what we call a sinner and saint menu, right? Where you can get some healthy salads. You can get some good food. And so what you, you did was some, you, uh, you changed we, the frequency. We changed it, yeah. Uh, because we while we were out there, we uh, we did it while while we were in 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 the battlefield. I guess. Right. So your your challenge and password went from healthy to sinner and saint. So yeah. now you got a, you got a challenge and a password. You got a new freak. You're connecting to what we would I guess what friendly forces for your customers. I, I don't yeah. know how we would say that, but the point is, you're hey, if they're a, paying me. They're friendly. Yeah, so. you're addressing your communication, <laughs> your message. 
Yeah. So you went from, you know, regular old analog to now you got the super digital and we're... Yeah, I, know. I don't know. I wasn't tech, man. And I can't, I'm telling you honest, my comm guys hated me because <laughs> somehow I got put in charge of programming the radios and downloading all that crap with that little black box. I don't. I hated it. I hated it. It was sensitive. Like I had to sleep with it. It was horrible. If Sergeant yeah. Pardo is out there or uh, Billy Parton, Sergeant Billy Parton, if you're there, hit the show up and you can tell everybody about what a horrible comms guy I was. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, overall, all I have to say is don't give up, man. Just, you know, do your research. You do have to do your research, right? Uh, like I said, Crystal's the commander. She did, she still does research. Even now, uh, even when we think we got it down, she's always looking at new things. But don't be afraid to change in the middle of the battlefield. In now the you, middle you, you of. You gotta of, adjust. And train, right? Even if you don't think you need it, even if you think you got it all down, it's a different world out there as a civilian, and you just gotta know your, you gotta know your enemies. You gotta know your, your. Well, let's talk partners. about let's talk about Crystal, the Cobra Commander, right? Yeah. Like she's a Mason Jar Six. Yeah. <laughs> In the op order section ten, it asks you describe your leadership team, talk about their outstanding traits, their leadership abilities, awards, anything they've ever mentioned, and in paragraph five, command and signal subsection two. They want to know about your chain of command. Who's in charge? Where's their location? Things like that. So if you haven't figured it out yet, if you can do an op order, you can do a great business uh, yeah. business plan. You know, And the one on the SBA, I will tell you, is amazing because it includes a bunch of extra forms about you know, your finances. What, what are some loans that you have outstanding? Um, what are your finances like? Here's a here's a spreadsheet you can fill out about your infrastructure, employees, and things like that. And if you're trying to start a business, what Mario said is great. You have to set the foundation properly. You have to do your research. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't believe us and you just want to wing it, go ahead and try it. But like we said in the last episode, you're going to end up having to do it over. And if you can take that SBA business plan and you can fill it out to the best of your ability, you may or may not be successful. Yeah. Depending on how much work you that. put into it, right? But one thing that we're going to do on this podcast is we're going to talk to people like we brought in Chris the other day. And then we got some other guests that are going to come in that can start answering some of those questions for you, right? But in the meantime, if you want to start a business, that's where you start. Yeah. Fill that out. Do your research. And you hit on a great point there at the end because you might still fail even if you do everything right and that's okay the point is that now you have record of what you've done how you started it's easier to make those changes right and starting over isn't necessarily failing either it's adapting right um or as we say adjust fire right but right adjust fire but but if you don't do this from the beginning then you really are just starting over, right? So even if you aren't successful and you did everything that you were supposed to do and you followed the plans that, you know, we're not the only ones telling you this stuff. Go talk to everyone else. You know, like I said, this is a very, very simple how to get off your ass, get started. This isn't everything. Trust me, this is the 101 of how to start a business. And like we said last episode, if you think that you can just transition out of the army and just roll right into this or that, whatever, you're already failing. You have to realize that this is going to be probably the most difficult thing you do. Consider yourself, if you're an entrepreneur, consider yourself on permanent deployment. No sleep, long hours, harsh conditions, always a new challenge, always a new task. And if, if you're not up for that. If you want it to work. Right, right. If you want to succeed. If you don't want that, then guess what? That's okay, too. And there's a lot of op great opportunities out there for you to be, a, like I say, you want to be a 95 ham and egger, there's plenty of those, too, you know? Or you could also do it part-time as well, but you're going to have to work. It's you're probably going to have to work somewhere else to, to support yourself. It's going to take time. It's going to And that's okay, too. It's going to annoy you. It's going to anger you. But, like, if it's worth it to you in the end, then you put the work in. Yeah. So, so here's what I want you guys to do, right? So I'm going to post this op order you know, I'll put it up there. I'll put the link to the SBA. Check it out. I really will. I want to hear your feedback on this one. Anybody that has utilized an op order to start a business 
or anybody that has any experience starting a business, write into the show. Let us know. We'd love to have you on. You can talk about how your military experience helped you either develop a plan or be successful. Or like me, I could sit on here and tell you for the next four episodes on how I failed at everything. So one way or the other, we want to hear that feedback. So I know that you are excited to get into Sarkin's time this uh, evening because it has to do with our elevator speech and how to get going. But before you do that, let me just tell you that I just did an on-the-fly adjustment to our equipment here. Um, I noticed you were sounding a little bit low, just like I am right now. Now it's sounding a little bit higher. See, I'm messing around with these little... uh, Knobs over here. See, this is the other I'm reason why. This is the other reason why the, the com, fly. This is why the com guys hated me because I could give two shits. I just fixed your levels. I just fixed your audio levels, and it's. He's always seeking like approval or like. It's. I don't I'm know happy. what you call it. He's I'm like, excited. Well, well, let me just get this out of it. Thank you, Mario. Oh, you're welcome. See, now we can move on. I'm still excited. So yeah, Mario was right though. I am excited though about this Sarge's time because speaking with this whole entrepreneur, this whole business thing, this whole transitioning out, finding a new path, I am tailoring this Sarge's time to this same topic, right? But for those of you that are hardcore and miss the F word Sarge's time, don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you. <laughs> and in the next episode, I have something, I don't even know how to say it. It's just moi. Magnifico. It, it's it's grunt style. Of, no, it's not grunt style. I don't want to, you know, you guys are cool, but no, it's grunt approved, <laughs> but it is military appropriate. In the style of a grunt. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're going to get in touch with that whole philosophy. All about. right. Let's go for it. We on? Anytime. <laughs> yeah, cut this. Remember to edit this part out. <laughs> All right. Blah, blah, blah. Sergeant's time. Huh. Looks like we got ourselves a genius here. What are you, some kind of rocket surgeon? Tasks, conditions, and standards. Your other left. We're going to go over FM 6-22. Hey, high speed. You're going to learn today. Sergeant's time. Welcome back to Sergeant's time. And today we got some good stuff for you. Uh, we're gonna we keep, always have good stuff for you, man. Uh, we're gonna keep in uh, keeping in line with that whole entrepreneur professional business plan. We're 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 marketing ourselves now. We're doing big things, starting our own company, right? I'm gonna teach <clears throat> you today about one of the most overlooked things in the business world about the whole process. A lot of people don't spend time on this. A lot of people don't know what this is, but this. Even is as, as small as it is, as minute it is, it's just as important as your business plan. Do you know, you know what I'm talking about, Mario, or no? I believe so. Is this your uh, uh, elevator speech? Exactly. So, a.k.a. the elevator pitch. So, I know you're going to get into this, and I want you to dive into it. Dive into it head first and go into it um, wholeheartedly. But All right. before you do that, let me explain... Why this is not just important, but for our veterans, why it can also be difficult, right? One, it's hard for veterans to talk about themselves because when, just for an example, if you were to win an award, Abe, and you were in the military and you're up there making a speech, who are you going to thank? I'm going to thank the team. Okay, thank everybody because, that, that was there when, when duty called or right. whatever you call it. So, one, we are trained to take care of others first, not really take care of ourselves, not think of ourselves, right? Think of everybody else. Uh, promote the team, not necessarily yourself. So it's very difficult when veterans come out to talk about themselves and the great things that they've done, right? But the reality is whether it's a job interview or you know, trying to start a business or get partners, uh, sponsors, any of that stuff, it's going to be very difficult for you to talk about yourself. So that is one thing you have to get comfortable with. So with Abe today, I think he's going to give you some great tips on how you can do that. Two, in the military, talking to certain people is actually illegal. You know what I'm talking about? Fraternization. So would you be able to go hang out with your captain and tell him or her all the great stuff you're doing, go have a beer, 
uh, or take them out to dinner, try to sell them on why you should be promoted, and blah, 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 blah. Is that correct? Can you do that in the military? Yeah, nobody... No. Uh, nobody Takes, it's takes, frowned upon. Nobody takes the BC out for beers at Applebee's, and or says, even the first sergeant, or even I know that you know some NCOs. They might hang out with the E4 mafia because you know they're still uh, hey, you buddies. Sh- but hey, you shut your mouth. You don't talk about those guys. No, nobody talks about no, the E4 mafia. Does there, not exist. There's no such right. thing. There's as no that. such thing. So, um, anyways, the point is that the the military makes you think or feel like that is not something you're able to do. Talk about yourself, sell yourself, uh, even uh, talking to the, the, the people in charge. But in the, in the civilian world, those are the people you need to be talking to. You need to be talking to the boss. You need to be talking to the, the, the guy running the company or the girl running the company, right? Because they're the ones that are going to sponsor you. They're the ones that are going to hire you or promote you or things like that. So um, it is very important for our veterans to discover that it is okay to talk about yourself, but do it in a way where they're going to learn who you are and they're going to learn about you uh, quickly. I'm not telling you to corner them somewhere, right, and hold them down for about half an hour, right? Tell them really quickly in a matter of, you know, 15 to 30 seconds why you are um, the best person for the job or why they should partner with you or why they should uh, give you money if they're going to be sponsors, right? So with that being said, Abe... Take it. So, like Mario was saying, um, it's a definite shift in culture and ideology. In the civilian world, in a capitalist society, you are driven by competition. You are the most successful people are the ones that market themselves, not necessarily the ones that actually produce. And in the military, as Mario alluded to, it's frowned upon. You don't go up to your squad leader and say, hey, I I'm the best E2 in this squad, and you need to promote me to E3. And as a sergeant, you definitely don't go to your company commander and say, "Hey, sir, I'm I'm great. I'm better than everybody. I need to go to. I need to get promoted, staff sergeant. I need to do this. I need to move up." And you, you're not out on the weekends buying them. You know, well, you're next to a military <laughs> base, so you're probably buying them dinner at Applebee's or maybe a Ruby Tuesdays if it's fancy. But if you're stuck at Fort Stewart, then the Sizzler. You're over there offering up Sizzler, exactly. <laughs> Sizzler or um, that's a fancy place. You got you got Sizzler, and then you got also got a world-renowned uh, little spot called Crystal Burger. Okay, <laughs> that's the South version of uh, White Castle. And uh, let me just say, it is bleh, right. Oh. So it's a culture change. But now you're out. You got to do these things, right? So you got a great op order, and you've got a great business plan. You have done your research. You know, I have a sure fire solid plan that's going to not only generate revenue, it's going to be beneficial for the people who invest, it's going to make you happy, you can provide, you can produce everything, you've done everything, right? But now you got to talk to somebody. And guess what? Your initial conversation is not going to be an hour PowerPoint. It's not going to be two hours of time <laughs> to sit with the board of directors. Death by PowerPoint. Man. You know, like, you're not going to have that sales pitch last that long. Chances are most of the stuff that you do are going to be a brief conversation. So we're going to talk about what's called an elevator pitch today. And, you know, the term elevator pitch, you know, the environment of an elevator pitch is imagine that you're in the elevator with the boss, with an investor, with a potential customer. And you're on the fifth floor of the building and you're all going back down to the lobby and then you're leaving. So you've got about a minute tops to sell your idea, to sell your product, to sell yourself and do so in a way that generates enough interest so that you can get a follow-up meeting, right? Like, not necessarily saying, hey, I'm going to land a a deal right here in this elevator, but I am going to get a follow-up and a genuine opportunity to pitch to somebody, right? So, in doing so, there's some rules that you need to follow, right? So, here's some general ideas, right? So, you want to be brief and persuasive, you want to use something to spark interest. So you got to have something catchy, right? And you got to keep your time to about a minute max. And you need to somehow in that one minute provide a quality synopsis of what you're doing, what you're pitching, things like that, right? Think of it as a self-commercial. If someone told you, write a commercial about yourself, a.k.a. you, your business, or in the event you're trying to get promoted, then just yourself, right? Think about that. How would I put this on TV? 30 to 30 seconds to a minute long. I'm going to run it during the Super Bowl. I'm going to get all these great ads, get this great feedback, right? 
So I'm gonna outline that for you too in eight easy steps, right? So the first thing you need to do is you start with a blank canvas, okay? Make a list of your one to 10, the most important facts about yourself, your business, your product, whatever it is you're promoting, right? You need to include what do you do? And also, what have you done? Like what qualifies you? What, what is your history, right? And then you need to tell people, what are you going to do, right? So if it's an if it's a, an elevator pitch for a promotion, then you need to mention what's your current level? Where are you at currently in the company? Where, you know, what are you currently working on? And then you need to tell them, what have you done? Where'd you start at? Did you start entry level in the mail room and now you're an exec, whatever? And also, what do you want to do? Why should we, you know, why should we retain you? Why should we promote you? So do you want to hit that VP? Do you want to hit in the, the C-suite? Do you have executive level goals? Let Make sure that you include that, right? So then what you want to do is after you've written everything out, you want to go ahead with a red pen. And I say red pen because it will stand out to you, right? Look at all the notes that you've made and find out the the redundant one. Eliminate things that you keep repeating. And then you want to eliminate jargon, right? So jargon, great example, DD214. No one knows what the hell that is. Do you That's know, the other pieces. You know, you got you to take those out. Translate your, your skills from the military, right? Translate them to civilian. And even if you're a civilian and you know that there's a certain nomenclature or certain alphanumeric designator for a certain product, because you work in that industry, but you're trying to get outside funding into your industry. So here's a great example. Let's say that I know how to create part X426, right? I know in my mind, because I'm in that industry, that an X426 is a super widget. But if I went to a bank full of bankers and investors that knew nothing about the industry I'm in, and I'm saying, hey, I'm gonna make you know, X426Y, they're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. What I need to do is tell them, I create a widget that goes into the sprocket, that goes into the machine, that helps do this, 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 and this, right? You explain it, so avoid jargon, right? The other thing you wanna do is take out any unnecessary info. So if I'm talking to you and I tell you, this is my business, blah, 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 and I'm like, oh man, and I really like red cars, right? Get rid of that, right? Just get rid of that. You know, you, you don't wanna include nonsense. like. No unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm in the finance industry, and I, I accumulated over 42 different portfolio products. But you know what? I really love some Honey Hot Wings. Why is your guy from the South? Because that's my <laughs> alter ego. I've always kind of wished I was from the South and just, just a hillbilly. So hey, and by the way, the Jeremy Holland, if you're listening to this podcast right now, you were the inspiration for this voice. <laughs> that's hilarious. Just so you know. So we red penned it, right? But now you know what we're going to do. We're going to take a step further. We're going to put it on cards. Literally, we're going to put on three by five note cards and we're going to talk about who, what, how, why, and who for. And we are going to carry said cards in our pocket. And when we have a downtime, a little minute here, there, we're going to review them, right? We're going to organize those cards into logical order so that they make sense to whoever we're talking to. And again, we are going to keep these cards on our persons until we memorize everything on those cards and no longer need them, right? One thing we need to have on this little elevator pitch is an attention getter. You need to come up with a phrase, a catchphrase. Not like Ric Flair, like, woo! Right? We're not going to do that. <laughs> we need to find something that describes our industry, our purpose, our personality, whatever it is, and does so in a catchy Unless way. Unless you're meeting with Vince McMahon, I guess. Then that might work. Okay? <clears throat> and then you know what you got to do? You got to be, you got to practice. Sit in your living room and practice. When you're out in the, and you're in the, you're in the bathroom and you're brushing your teeth in the morning and you're shaving, go over your pitch. Have it down, wired tight. Put your little kid on the, I, I put my daughter on the, the couch and I, I'd say you can eat ice cream and you can listen to daddy talk. You gotta do stuff like just that, Just like right? when you were training for your E4 board, your NCO board, whatever. Well, there, I was just automatically promoted to uh, Spec 4 Mafia, but <laughs> yeah, E5, exactly. I stood in front of a mirror in Baghdad screaming and yelling at myself, right? So one thing you're gonna remember though, right? In practice, record it. Record it on your phone and listen to your tone. Do you sound friendly? Are you repeating yourself? Are you threatening people? You may not think you're threatening anybody, but you know, as, as veterans, man, we start throwing that knife hand around because we know what's what to a civilian, to an investor that may be a little threatening, you know? Once again, 
Do not corner them. <laughs> For all you former drill instructors, drill sergeants out there, the brim of your hat is no longer an option. Yeah, no. Okay, you need to back up, all right? And then here's the other thing. This is going to sound funny, right? But it's true. Get in an elevator and time yourself from floors one to three. If the elevator goes, let's say, to 10, then time it 10 to five and just take some intervals and literally just time it. Practice your speech. Um, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now. If you have a coworker that you trust, maybe you run a by him, right? But here's the other thing, too. A stranger works just fine. You can practice on a stranger all day. You'll never see him again. That's what my daddy said. Hey, Jesus Christ. Wow. What? Okay. That's so what he used to say. Moving on. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other episode. When we get into mental health <laughs> and sexual deviation, we'll go ahead and revisit that comment, okay? But, but that's what I'm talking about today. Those simple things. This will all be on the website. Check it out. Review it. I'll post a link for you guys if you want to look into it in depth. But that's what you got to do. Because all that op order you did, if you can't get that foot in the door, it ain't worth nothing, you know? So, do you want to give an example of one? You know what? I really don't. You kind of put me on the spot. (laughs) Hey, listen up. So, it's simple, right? Let's just throw one out there. Let's do it then. All right. So, so I'm going to talk about Tombstone Brewing Company, right? Talk about Tombstone Brewing. Now, I am not affiliated with them in any way, shape, or form except for... We decided that they're going to be a sponsor, and they gave us some free hooch. So yep. here we are, right? So, remember, <clears throat> catchy, right? Straight from the town, too tough to die. Is the the ale too tough not to try? We're talking about Tombstone Brewing Company, located just south of the OK Corral, featuring handcrafted ales in their tradition of beers that were around in the 1800s, such as the Strong Scotch Ale and the Brewmasters Reserve, meticulously made, handcrafted. Contact us today. Try to get a hold of these, and not only will you enjoy our new products and what we got going on, but we also have a great website with interactive content that helps you not only pick a good beer, but match a good beer. And remember, from the town of Too Tough to Die, we're talking about Tombstone Brewing Company. Well, that's amazing, sir. I'm a millionaire from out of town. I am going to give you $5 million just for that excellent speech. Thank you very much. That's an actual millionaire. Thank you. Well, Thank unfortunately, you he's giving the money to Tombstone and uh, not us. So. Uh, that was excellent. I've never heard such a great speech. But, you know, it, it, it's no, sketchy, as sketchy as that was off the top of our head. Listen, you literally made that up in five seconds. I just, right off the cuff. So, if I can do that, you can do that. And just think what you can do if you actually sat down and followed the steps. Yeah, so... That was great advice. Honestly, right now, one of my favorite sergeants' time so far, educational, um, funny, I don't know, that's uh, your opinion, but uh, I think it was good. Um, I know that people miss the uh, the F word one too, but honestly, this is good advice today. The whole show, um, you let us know. Let us know if we hit the topics that you wanted to hit, because we did this for you. You wanted it back, so let us know. If we're still missing stuff, um, we can talk about it. We've said it before, plenty of these topics, especially businesses, entrepreneurship, there's going to be tons of information out there. So we'll get back to these, I promise you. And uh, no, no, topics off, no topics off limits. Yeah. And just so you guys know, Sergeant McCannibal, he'll be back next week. And like I said, he, he's got something sweet growing in his, in his pot for y'all. I love Sergeant McCannibal. So remember, follow us on Facebook, Fallen360. Um, follow uh, year-round patriots uh, mechanical uh, we've got uh, who else Sonora Sushi Sonora Tombstone Brewing Company and hey just real quick personal shout out to my boy Chris Blanchard out there in Louisiana working out there at Fort Polk you know what nice to meet you brother and like I said next time you're in town whiskey's on me man keep up doing the Lord's work awesome well for Abe McCann I am Mario Aguirre, and we will see you all next week. Yes, we will. Peros y guerreros.